Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com. Thank you again for joining us. Uh, you can find us at www.enthusiacs.com. Our Twitter feed is at Enthusiacs. Our YouTube channel, where all our video content resides, is simply Enthusiacs. And our Twitch channel is fellows twitch.tv. Uh, you go ahead, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch.tv forward slash Enthusiacs. Excellent. There we go. Uh, I am your host, uh, Jeff, or Baron Fang, and uh, we are joined once again by uh, Tony. Welcome back. Hello. Thank you. And fittingly for this episode, we have uh, Jennifer, uh, our, our <laughs> very own Dark Princess, which will uh, Hello. to the significance of that in a moment. And uh, also, uh, of course, in an episode where we're talking about all things scary, what could be more frightening than the untethered rage? <laughs> Of the Black Dragon, Vernon. <laughs> ah, thank you. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, well, uh, let's hit it right uh, up the front, like we always do. Uh, what's everyone been playing? I'll start with you, Jen. What have you been uh, dabbling in the game side? Well, I just started playing Halo Anniversary. Mm. Ooh. And <laughs> yeah, I haven't been gaming a whole lot. And uh, before that was a 2DS game that I really don't want to tell you about it. It's the Disney Magical World. <clears throat> <laughs> Next. <laughs> Tony, how about you? <laughs> uh, well, like I said, I'll probably be still playing this for another six months even after this, but still doing Halo, the Master Chief Collection. Still, I think at this point, I have 75 achievements left until they yeah. release another update and another update. But beyond that, uh, actually, the one of the free PS uh, Plus games this week on PlayStation 4 is Transistor, so I've been playing a little bit of that and enjoying it so far. Awesome. Um, and actually, I think, oh, and Dragon Age Origins, I'm about 105 hours and still actually haven't completed it, only because I'm still doing every single side mission. Is that your wow. first and, go through? Yeah, yeah, very first one. I know wow. uh, our very own Vega Goose that I think he blew through it in 21 hours, but he he uh, yeah, but he's a wasn't. He, well, he wasn't. He was. He wasn't going through every side mission like I was, but I think I'm getting close. But that's about it. Uh, how about you, Vernon? Uh, I've been going back and forth between uh, Chrono Trigger on the PS Vita. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let me look at my collection. Skyrim on the PS3, Halo 4 on the 360, Smash Bros. on the Wii U, and uh, Clash of Clans on my phone. I finally figured out why you were asking if anyone would play Halo 4 with you. <laughs> now, two weeks later, <laughs> I'm start, starting, to, starting to figure out where that came from randomly. Yeah, I'm, try, uh, I'm trying to find people to play, so if anybody wants to, Baron X2 on Xbox Live. <laughs> so, uh, I myself, a uh, little bit of uh, Halo uh, anniversary. Um, I've been blowing through, uh, I, I re, I re, I've replayed Fear, the original Fear, and all the nice. non-canon expansions, which are and Tony, I don't know if you've ever touched those, but they are extremely non-canon. <laughs> they're they're still fun, uh, but yeah, not even remotely related to the main storyline that gets continued in two, and uh, I assume into three, although I haven't gone there yet. Uh, and also, uh, Shadowrun Returns, which I had recommended to me like two years ago and and bought and just hadn't got around to playing. And I love it. I, I used to play the RPG back in the day, and I think it pretty much captures the feel of that. Uh, uh, really well. Turn-based RPG, uh, you can't really get much better than, than uh, Shadowrun. Um, well, let's uh, let's get to our main topic, and um, I was going to fi- file this under under genre, because we have covered a couple other genres, but this is really more of a super genre, 
because it crosses uh, normal normal game type boundaries. Uh, we're going to talk horror or horror games in particular, which is of course why we invited our horror expert Jen here, uh, and uh, and not uh, not simply survival horror, uh, it, which is a very you know popular and uh, well known genre of uh, horror game. But uh, we're going to cover the whole gamut of anything considered horror. Um, I'll say off the start. Uh, this is just my opinion. If you guys disagree with me, seems to be very little middle ground in quality when it comes to horror-based yeah. games. They're they're either genuinely scary or frighteningly bad, and there's really nothing else out there. <laughs> I, I, I've not played very many what you would call middling uh, games in the, in the horror uh, field of any sort. There, there's I don't know what it is. They just seem to either completely screw them up, a la Jekyll and Hyde NES, or they're just you know knock out of the park like. Uh, well, I guess Aliens Isolation uh, would be a current example of a real heavy hitter. Um, mm -hmm. Well, we might just delve into background. What's uh, what's the first horror game proper, proper if there is such a thing, horror game you ever played? How about you, Jen? What, what's the first time you ever played a game? And I'm, I won't count Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> I mean, it's kind <laughs> of... Were you going to say, all right, we'll count it then. I mean, it is... No, uh, it's no, that was going to be my joking, unless this counts. <laughs> my first true horror game I ever played was Silent Hill 3 on the PS2. Oh, wow. It, I don't know why it took me so long to venture, because, again, like I said, I was raised on horror and loving stuff like that. So, yeah, that was my first introduction, but I loved it. I Every single night would turn the lights off in my room, play it in the dark, and I just couldn't get enough of it. Well, Tony, I think I already know the answer to this, but I'll uh, I'll let you answer. Anyway, <laughs> anyway what was your... Uh... First introduction to, to the, the horror genre in general on uh, well, games. Yeah, no surprise here, but definitely uh, the first Resident Evil on PlayStation. Uh, I think, what, what was that, 96, mm. I want to oh. say? or so, I, I, I was somewhere around like 8 or 9 when it came out, so yeah, needless to say, right. scared, it scared the crap out of me when it came out, and I don't think I got that far into it, because <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what point it was in the game that I got to, but I just, I couldn't. I, I couldn't, you know, get any further past it because it just scared the crap out of me. And I never even beat it until I was like maybe after I'd beaten two, three and four. I just was like, you know, maybe I should go back and finish the first one. So, yeah, that that was my introduction. I'm hoping yours is a little closer to the old school answer. I'm going to give Vernon. What, what about yourself? Uh, Friday the 13th for the NES. Hi. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, I was I was young, um, and I didn't get very far because I didn't understand how the game worked, and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. It's it's uh, it's a messy game. The mechanic is not very easy, but it is. I have to admit, I know what you mean. It is a bit. It is pretty scary here and there. <laughs> uh, and once you figure out some of the patterns and stuff, it's a little easier to pull off. But uh, yeah, they did. Uh, they did manage to get at least the scary part of it right. Um, for myself, uh, <laughs> uh, for myself, I'm I'm probably gonna go with uh, Ghosts and Goblins <laughs> for the NES, which is not a you know terribly scary title by any means, <laughs> but uh, it's got a lot of uh, monsters in it certainly, and you get to see a, a bearded man run around in his underwear, which is uh, pretty scary. He's well. always a good time. <laughs> um, yeah, there there was a couple of horror themed sort of games for the 2600, but for whatever reason, I didn't really encounter them. Uh, <laughs> during my 2600 pre-NES year, so yeah, gotta go with uh, gotta go with Ghosts and Goblins, and probably uh, a direct tie would be maybe uh, Ghost Chaser for the Atari 800 XL. Which, and if anyone out there is is even heard of that game, I will be shocked. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, just just looking back at the old school, and I mentioned 20, 2600. I think Haunted House for the 2600. I don't know if anyone's either seen it before, but I, I can't imagine that anyone would have ever found that game. 
Gary, there, as long as there have been video games, there have been tie-in games or attempts at horror, uh, like, you know, the Ghosts and Goblins that I mentioned, which was an arcade title, ported NES, uh, that awful Ghost Chaser game I also mentioned, Ghost House, I am blanking on, oh, that's a, that's a Master System game, I think, actually. Yeah, I've Poss heard of that one. Or possibly Ghost Hunter, I... Basically, back in the day, you just had to slap the word "ghost" on the front of it, and it 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 uh, you know was good enough. Um, well, how would you know? How else would you know if it was scary? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm old enough to remember back when the, the box art used to matter to people, and uh, they, 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 mm -hmm. a lot of those games that didn't turn out to be very good in Friday the Thirteenth probably uh, is among them. Uh, certainly, Vernon, did you ever did you ever play the Nightmare on Elm Street game for NES? No, that's another thing. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> You can imagine what the box art was. It's probably the poster that Jen's familiar with, the one with the, <laughs> the one with Freddy to the side. Uh, there didn't seem to be a lot of, uh, I don't know, quality control over these games. Uh, like I said up up the start, pretty mixed bag. Um, Castlevania was certainly a game that was very, you know, heavily, and that's a because we'll get to it later. That's a Konami game of note yeah. uh, that spawned a number of sequels. Now that was a game that was kind of based in horror. Wasn't particularly frightening. Hard as hell. I don't know if either of you, <laughs> anyone here, have uh, played the original Castlevania. Uh, or the follow-up nope. Castlevania 2 was really more of a, an, R an RPG. But yeah, you know, based in the the horror genre, Dracula was the chief villain, of course, uh, in those games. Um, I I don't. In the years before survival horror came along, it was really a lot of just you know jump scares and creepy music <laughs> and just you know slapping in a lot of monsters of the week type stuff i i mean was anyone here genuinely afraid by any of these old school games i i, I won't I'll, I'll guess i'll count well i guess i'll count the original um uh the, the original resident evil is old school like I mean, Tony, you admitted uh, when you were playing eight or nine, it probably got a bit of a rise out of you playing it the first time. But yeah, you know, it's interesting though because uh, it's something Vernon mentioned too. Is that that was, uh, you know, that was like the one of the first games I had on uh, my PlayStation when I mm -hmm. bought it, and I, that was I pretty much jumped from Genesis to uh, PlayStation One, and it was just a you know, it was just a huge difference in terms of you know controls yeah. and what you could do so yeah it, it definitely got to the point where i didn't know what i was you know i didn't know what i was doing or how i should keep going but it, there was also <clears throat> elements of, of fear like i don't want to go back into that room or you know <laughs> right. that kind of thing yeah all right so i mean T tony's probably answered sufficiently there about which was the first one to grab him but uh jenner vernon what was the first time you ever had a real genuine scare from a video game uh, beyond how bad it was or uh, or how much money you wasted or any, anything like that. Go Ladies first, Brennan. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, oh boy. Yeah, I, I'd have to go with um, the, the first Resident Evil. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I played it at my aunt's house back in the day, and it, wow, back in the day. Um, so, yeah, it, it was a, it was one of those, it was one of those that was just, I, I didn't know what to expect. Um, all I heard was, heard of, of it was the title and uh yeah they allowed me to play it my aunt and her boyfriend at the time they allowed me to play it and oh god <laughs> like you know just the just the atmosphere and not being able to like know what's around the corner and and stuff like that and then you get to your first zombie and i didn't know what to do i freaked <laughs> out and ran out of the room and like i gave the controller back to back to the uh 
my aunt's boyfriend at the time, and he handed it back to me later on in the game, and dogs burst through the window and killed me. So <laughs> The uh, famous dog scene. Uh, it, scared, it scared the hell out of me. Like, I couldn't sleep that night and for the, uh, a follow a couple of uh, a couple of nights after that, and it just it, it really <laughs> bugged me. So I just I've never been a, a fan of of zombies since. How about you, and, Jen? And, uh, oh, I was just gonna add oh. one thing, um, uh, and I'm sure Bernie could probably you know attest to this, but the the music is is phenomenal. Even to this day, it's mm. it's a phenomenal soundtrack. It just it's creepy music. It just kind of weirds you out, especially when it changes up or, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, you can, I'd still listen to it today. Sometimes, you you know, uh, like Halloween or something like that. I'll, I'll have the soundtrack on, but I think that was another big part of that game. How about you, Jen? For me, it was definitely Silent Hill three. It was the first, you know, introduction I really had to horror and my introduction to the Silent Hill series, which I just was pretty floored by. It has its issues. The whole series does. But, again, playing it in the dark and these random-ass creatures <laughs> coming down the hallway at me when I have nothing but, like, a flashlight. That was, yeah, I jumped a few times, not gonna, yeah. not gonna lie. I gotta go, I gotta go way back, and not even to a really proper horror game, but there was a game called Venture for the ColecoVision, which was kind mm. of an arcade shooter, if you can believe such a thing existed on the Coleco, and there was a, uh, a monster that would appear in the rooms if you spent too much time in them, like a time limit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wasn't smart enough to watch the timer as a kid, so he would have inevitably appear and scare the crap out of me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> to this day, that game still can get a rise out of me. Um, well, I'll ask you all because I, I I did want to I did want to cover this question because I I mean I have my own opinion. I don't know if everyone else agree with me. Why is it that gaming and horror fit so well? Um, I think we'll agree that it it must <laughs> because they keep going back to the well. What, why? I'll start with you, Jen. Uh, why is it? Why is it that those thing, two things just work uh, as well as they do? Um, well, in horror genre, they work extremely well when done well, which is kind of rare. But yeah, the, the combination of a game that's actually really good and the horror aspect—I mean, it's just it, it creates this experience that nothing else can. I love watching horror movies. I love being scared by movies, but actually being in a game and controlling it that builds tension more than like really any movie could for me because I'm more involved. More immersed. So it's yeah. a, lot, a lot more immersed. Exactly. How about, uh, how about you, Tony? Is, is there, is there a reason why they keep going back to the well? Is it uh, co- commercial properties or is it just uh, immersion? What do you think it is? Yeah. I mean, I I guess immersion. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe more recent titles, I guess it's, yeah, maybe it's more license driven and, you know, maybe they're just trying to get a quick buck off of something, but um, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, I think it works that well just because of the, um, the, uh, the immersion and just, you know, feeling uncomfortable, but it's almost as if you're making yourself feel uncomfortable. You're playing the mm-hmm. game, you know what you're doing, you know, if you do this, something's kind of going to happen. So it's kind of like you're making yourself feel uncomfortable and you're willingly doing it. I think that's kind of why it works so well. Yeah. What do you think, Vernon? Is, uh, is there a, is there an easy answer or is it, is it just, uh. I don't know. I'll let I think you speak. what I think what uh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I think what works is relying on our fear of what we can't see mm. and what we can't explain. Um, it, it's it really it really comes down it really comes down to that com- with a with a combination of uh, of atmosphere. Um, sometimes no music at all um, because I know that the uh, <laughs> I'll bring up a more recent. Uh, horror series uh five nights at freddy's um well at least the first one anyway because i I watched a lot of gameplay from that and it's 
you, I mean, you'd be surprised at what you can do with no music, just sitting still and being in first person mode. Yeah. Um, because if something jumps at you, it's like it's like you're you're they're jumping at your face and stuff like that. But yeah. as time goes on, and of course they made a sequel and they're making a third one, um, you know, there's there's only so much you can do with that, you know, being jump scares um, and stuff like that. But if you've got something like uh, Alien Isolation, which I know Jen, you're really familiar with because you you know you've been yep. playing that. Have you finished that by the way? I haven't. It's actually been a few weeks since I played it. I need to pick it up again. Oh, okay. Life right, well, got in the way, but yeah. Good, good luck to you in finishing it, because uh, I, I couldn't I do it. I don't know how, <laughs> I, yeah. It's, and that's part of the reason why it's a lot harder for me to get back into it, because it is, I feel like I have to psych myself up to get into it again. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of like, it's kind of like where where I'm coming from in terms of in terms of horror, because like if you, I mean, think think about this, if you, if a, if a, if a game has a, has that music where it lets you know that something's about to happen or something's happening? It'll it'll dull the experience. Like a uh, what's what's another what's another horror franchise? Uh, Dead Space. Dead Space. I've only played the, the the second Dead Space, but I think it worked my nerves so much because there was no music. Yeah, it was just the atmosphere and you walking around and there being either pure silence or the or the noise of the ship and stuff like that and and then shadows yeah. that would that would move and creep you the fuck out <laughs> excuse my language uh but but yeah just just that uh just that atmosphere in in combination with what we can't really see and coming up against something that we really don't understand like a like a poltergeist or something i don't know yeah. um yeah, I, yeah so i totally I, agree because playing isolation i've been playing it with my turtle beach headset on with the volume up yeah. and <laughs> it's that silence with those little noises you hear occasionally you don't know what it is i'm just so on edge every second of that game because it's so eerie and quiet so i totally agree yeah not to say uh sorry not to say that uh, i think Vernon, you were kind of mentioning this but you know if if there's music kind of queuing up to something Mm. um not to say yeah like yeah sometimes it can take you out of it but it doesn't mean that it can't be done right uh i could for for just you know just a second and i hope i'm not maybe kind of uh, get into one of your questions, Jeff, that you might be asking later. But uh, one of the scariest moments uh, in one of the games I've ever played was actually Resident Evil 3. Mm. Um, just really, you know, just try and quickly explain. You're, you you finish a puzzle, you know you have to go like back down these stairs to go back to this other room. So as you're running past, all of a sudden you hear glass breaking. No music or anything, you just hear glass breaking. You're like, okay, what was that? But, you know, you're like, okay, so I don't hear anything. So then as you, you go down the stairs, but you start like slowly going down the stairs or on the loading screen anyway and, and the heartbeat uh sound kicks in and then so and then i get and then i get to the bottom of the stair like and then the loading screen stops and i'm like great something's gonna be here but there's nothing and i'm like okay so then i start moving a little bit nothing happens so i'm like okay let me continue going to the next room and all of a sudden as i'm about to walk through the door I just hear something. I just see something, you know, crash through the fucking window. <laughs> and it's, it's the main character, you know, the main uh, uh, villain nemesis just crashing through the window, screaming. Oh my god, it scared the living crap out of me. But <laughs> just, I mean, if it's done right, like if it's not like, okay, we're just gonna start blaring music, so you know something's, you know, coming, and it's like, okay, well, you kind of took me out of the moment. But it can be done right. Yeah, I guess is what You're I'm trying right. to get at. You are, yeah. I I agree with pretty much everything you guys have said, but I'll add one. I'll add one thing that kind of occurred to me. Uh, I think part of the reason they, they go back to horror over and over again is that the the cast of villains is just so strong and varied that it's it's just irresistible, you know? Like, 
if it's you know ones that have been done a hundred times like dracula or it's uh you know twists on something new like uh, you know how many times has aliens been ripped off there's a reason why it keeps getting ripped off because it works or or you know um you know the the mysterious uh, figure pulling the strings, or or just a you know a movie tie-in character. Like you know, why does it work? Because they're great villains, and you know a game a game needs a, a good villain, and uh, horror is just purpose built for that sort of stuff. While, while we're on the subject of movie tie-ins, has anyone here actually ever played a movie tie-in horror game that was any good? <laughs> are there any that are any good? Uh, not that I know. Of. <laughs> You know what I'm looking forward to though is a uh, is a movie tie-in of uh, of the Cabin in the Woods, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where you play as the as the monsters. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I can't think, think of anything one that was like actually okay. Like you know, um, well, couldn't you say isolationist? Uh, well, or do you mean a more that's a, I, like, I kind of see that as a franchise, uh, a, a game okay. based on a franchise. I'm saying like you know, uh, okay, uh, you know, like direct movie related movie. Yeah, yeah, like a game based on gotcha. Saw. Like if God help me. Okay. Actually, I think there are games. Are based, there? There, there are. are yeah, actually, yeah. they. You know, and I've heard one of my friends actually says that the. I think it's. I think the Saw games. Like I think he said that they. He enjoyed them. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if they're actually any good i guess you'd have to play it but well, Vernon, um, much like you my nes experiences have kind of deterred me from going near movie fucking <laughs> games so <laughs> if they're out there i haven't yet seen them um well it, it would be uh it would be remiss of me to not touch on survival horror which uh when we were talking about uh silent hill and uh, of course resident evil uh that's what that's what we were getting to resident evil is the first time that that name survival horror was actually used to describe a game and it's kind of the granddaddy of uh of, uh, of at least modern survival horror games there were there were uh, there were games out there uh that that resident evil was inspired by but uh in, in terms of what you know modern gaming audiences think of survival horror i think uh, was born with the resident evil series and there's a reason it's remained as popular as it is even when the quality level has let's be fair dipped <laughs> in recent or years off a cliff. or yeah. gone over a cliff um and uh, and it's telling how many times they continue to go back to remakes because uh, I mean it, it, I mean Tony do you think ten years from now anyone's going to remake Resident Evil five or six I doubt it <laughs> I, I would doubt it yeah <laughs> but I would think everything from two three and four given now that one's been done more times than we can count they'd have to be uh, on the you know eventual remake list uh, just given how well received they've been um yeah Re- Re- i take it everyone here has played resident evil at one point or another uh except for a certain someone yeah, yeah. oh yeah no d- uh, well <laughs> i mean jenna have you played have well, you not played, should play it. have you not played any resident evil games or just i have um the first one i ever played was four oh right okay. on ps2 mm-hmm. and i have played six Wow. So for a serious I, purist like Tony, he would say you haven't really played Resident Evil. Then. No. And, that's, and that's what's deterred me from going back and really being that excited about the older ones is because my introduction was I liked four, but I don't like the controls. I don't like the aiming system. I suck at it and I never got better at it. Well, they um, only get worse the farther back you go. But, yeah. Yeah. but I, it also know. wasn't scary and I could deal with some control issues if the game itself is scary and fun and engaging see so. we could probably have in a complete separate podcast on this so we probably <laughs> i don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it we me may. personally <laughs> me personally i don't consider four really survival horror and it was a good game it just mm-hmm. it wasn't resident evil to me like i said good game i consider really the only true 
survival horror Resident Evil games one through three and some of the spinoff titles, but that's just me. So. Yeah. Well, they're playing up the action elements. I mean, that's pretty easy to see. I mean, just the fact that there's so much of these quick time bullshit in it. Well, I mean, they, and again, I really, I, don't, I could rant and go on forever, but they've the producers have come out and said, or the, the developers, I should say, with six especially, they said they were chasing the Call of Duty dollar. They were trying to get Call of Duty players to play their game. Yeah. So uh, yeah, you're definitely going to lose the survive or the uh, the horror element chasing that kind of dollar. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, we, we've been hearing. Well, claims from people who run gaming companies for you know up until recently saying that you know horror just doesn't sell doesn't work and i think they're finding out that that's actually not <laughs> not true finally um but it's you know there was quite a number of years there where you know you, you weren't seeing and the game the games you were seeing that were supposedly horror were pretty action heavy and uh it was a it was a genre that kind of disappeared for a little while it didn't have much uh, to represent it so um hopefully uh hopefully the resident evil series will receive will uh get a return to form um i mean if they can do these ports as as well as they have there's no reason that they can't um anyone here play evil within by the way no yeah. it was yet. was it supposed to be the original creator's sort of new property that would be the new resident evil before it kind of fell flat it, in the face i or? heard it was it's, supposed to be yeah. yeah but essentially from what i've heard and seen of it it's again a resident evil 4 title it's very kind of it has an upgrade system in it which just throws yeah. me off the loop really but anyway yeah. um and uh, it, it also, uh, you know, of course we couldn't cover a horror, uh, horror games without talking about Silent Hill, which is, uh, you know, the other survival horror. Although I, I think it's fair to say it's far more of a psychological horror type game than it is necessarily shotgun blast to the, <laughs> the head style horror. Uh, is there, everyone here covered Silent Hill at one point or another? It, it's, it seems like it's another one that just about everybody's come across at one point nope. or another. Oh, you really? I've, I've actually Never. picked up the first or the second one, but again, it was this. It, it was very early on and it was the same problem I had with the same the first Resident Evil it's just I didn't understand the controls and I couldn't and it I mean it did freak me out when I did get to certain parts but again I didn't understand what I was supposed to be doing so I never got that far into it but yeah uh, so you, you'd never you'd never played it either Vernon no um, I heard it was a horror game and this was after I played Resident Evil and I said no thank you <laughs> too scary <laughs> go, nope. yeah. I, I played it for maybe about 10 or 15 minutes the second one and uh, I can get why people like it but uh, I, I never got around to, to sort of playing it again and I feel I feel like I've I've because I've not played any of it I you know I'd, I'd probably have to go back from the start to appreciate it but I know, Jen, you've played two or three of them, uh, and you've got Downpour as well, correct? Or, yeah. Is that the I've, latest? Or? I've played three, Downpour and Homecoming. And this will actually speak volumes. I've never finished Homecoming or Downpour. Oh, uh, okay. I start playing it. I like it. It's creepy. It's creepy. It's atmospheric. And then there's control issues or gameplay issues that just kind of aggravate me. Yeah. And not in, like, a fun, tense way. It's just, this is annoying. And I don't yeah. really, the one thing I really don't like about the Silent Hill series is when it switches from creepy, dark, like in Silent Hill 3, you're in this abandoned mall. Yeah. It feels like Dawn of the Dead. But then when it switches to this like bloody wall, other universe, I just don't find that as scary. I don't know. Yeah. Like well, it's grotesque and in your face. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one thing that I uh, was going to ask, Jen, I'm sure 3 probably touches on it, but from what I understand of the Silent Hill series that really makes it stand out in people's minds is that it's, I guess it, it plays on the character's past or like what it's, uh, how do I, it, mm -hmm. it kind of 
You know what I'm trying to get at? Like it, it uh, yeah. manifests like your fears of what you've done in your past, yeah. uh, that kind of thing. You're not sure. What always, you're yeah, right. yeah I've always like found that a very that. yeah. It's I found that a very interesting element. And that's why I've always I do want to go back and play them just to experience that. Well, then again, we do have uh, Silent Hills plural coming out. Oh, so, dying for that. Yeah, that I think would hopefully that's as good as it seems like it will be, and for newcomers to the series and or to the genre in general that hopefully that's going to be a good launching point, but we'll see. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the alone in the, again, alone in the dark is a, is a series. Uh, that, I, that, you played that, you played that one, Vernon or no, no, no I don't bother. Yeah. I, I, okay. uh, <laughs> it's a game that sold well, sold well at one point in the past, but, I don't. I don't get the impression it's actually really that scary. Uh, I'm sorry. It, uh, yeah, you know what? I'm thinking. I forgot. Uh, I'm thinking of the. There was a 360 game that was made, but actually that was like a reboot, right? I guess there was actually uh, another game. Yeah, that... yeah. I think you're right. Um, I'm trying to remember when the original one came out, but <laughs> it. Uh, I, I. I'd like to. I mean, it seemed to me. I never played it, but it seemed to me to me more of sort of an like adventure game set in a. Yeah. Uh, in a horror se- sequence than anything else. So. Um, one that, uh, oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say not to like totally hijack your podcast, but I have to ask just in case you don't <laughs> have any of you guys played condemned criminal origins. No, no. I've no? got, I've got it. I've not played it yet. God, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That was a 360 launch title that I highly recommend. I absolutely love it. Really intense without being like too stressful, yeah. like isolation. Um, very, very good. Yeah. I love that game. It's made by Monolith, too, Tony. Uh, same, yeah, same team that did Fear, actually. I, I, yeah, also, I've heard good, you know, nothing but good things. It was a very underrated game, from what I hear, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. very well not known, but yeah. One, one I've thing, just seen it on the shelves. I've never actually, like, oh, yeah, so have played I. it. Yeah. Um, one thing that the horror genre did uh, that I, I've noticed, because I've been around long enough to see all the hardware evolve over time, <laughs> uh, is. Horror games seem to be the first, not necessarily the best, but the first that kind of took advantage of the the different feedback inputs, things like rumble and stuff like that, uh, as as part of game mechanics. Um, you know, like the the first the first time I ever played a game that had a lot of rumble involved in it that wasn't an action title, it was some you know something to do with you know, the controller rumbling when an enemy's coming close or using using uh, things other than just visual cues or music cues, as Tony pointed out, to tell you something's coming. Uh, Tony, you've bought a game cube recently. Have you managed to find Eternal Darkness yet? Uh... You know, I think I did see it the other day, yeah. and you know, I, sh- I should have—I guess I should have talked to you because I have a feeling what you're going to say. You, but I, you I would quickly, love it. <laughs> I quickly looked it up on—you know—I saw it in the store, and I quickly looked it up, and it didn't get that great of reviews. So I was like, eh, maybe I'll pass on it. But I, I think you would love it. I—I I, I think it's a polarizing game for for you know, you know people that don't like horror. You know, people that have you know Vernon's reaction from years ago of oh it's horror I I won't buy that and then they're not they're probably not gonna <laughs> like it. But uh, yeah, it was a of of the games on the GameCube and there's a lot of good games. I'd say it's gotta be in top ten lists for a lot of people. Um, I'm a bit confused about whether Fatal Frame came out at the same time for the Cube as well. I'm I'm not really familiar with Fatal Frame, but I got the impression it might have been of that era. I know you've played at least one of them, Jen, or... Um, I'm sorry? Like, the Fatal Frame game? Or, yes. Or, or uh, I just don't know what system you would have played it for. I played it on 360, actually. I got it on... Um... 
God. I, a couple years back, I got it, and oh. I loved it. It had a creepy atmosphere, but I couldn't get over the control, so I never finished it. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- there was a... Um, I'm forgetting the name of it, but there was another game... Um, there was another game for the Dreamcast um, where basically the point of the game was you could get scared to death. <laughs> if if your character had enough things happen to them that were, i.e., scary, uh, mm-hmm. they would literally just drop dead. There was like a meter somewhere <laughs> in the game. It was just the whole controls with the camera. Just It was too much for me. I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is it with horror games and bad camera? Is that is that like a requirement? <laughs> <laughs> no, the, there's a camera itself. Oh, okay. An yeah. Camera. Okay. Yeah, and you got to use it, and it's annoying, and I don't like it. <laughs> well, uh, so. moving on from the survival horror genre, which uh, you know I, I don't think will ever disappear entirely. I think there's always going to be an interest in it. There's been a lot more action horror games uh, of recently, and even friggin' Call of Duty. How many how many Call of Duty zombie uh, type <laughs> games and stuff have there been released, Tony and Vernon? Like, uh, does, every, does every version of Call of Duty have have a zombie uh, pack as well or DLC? No, it's only Ghost the, has. Yeah, it's only the games made by Treyarch uh, so oh. far. Although apparently the latest game or the latest uh, Call of Duty. Um, which is made by a, another developer has that mode in it, but yeah, it's usually only the ones made by yeah. the one developer. So, I, I'm not trying to poo-poo it. I mean, we've you know, there's some great action horror games out there. There's Left for Dead. You know, I love that game. Um, House of the Dead played that. Used that. You know, that's a granted. That's a light gun shooter, but love that. Uh, and Fear, which we mentioned a bit earlier. I mean, that's a game that is uh, got your elements of Japanese horror mixed with what is a pretty standard shooter um and it, and it worked pretty well um you know b- prior to fear coming out i don't think i'd ever seen those two things paired together in quite that way and uh i i don't think i've seen it done quite that well since uh, although as we all know uh since uh since the uh, original tide of zombie games years ago there really hasn't been much of an abatement there's still <laughs> it seems like every time i log on steam there's a there's another zombie game of the week appearing over the horizon so uh i don't think they're ever going to go away exactly um yeah, I mean, it, I I realize you, Tony, are a bit of a survival horror purist. Is uh, do you do you find action horror to be any more or less satisfying, or is it just more of the same, different? You know, zombies versus humans. Is it is it really that much different? Uh, well, I I guess I might as well dive into it because I'm sure we will. But um, <laughs> the the fear series, um, yeah. at least let's say one and two, but definitely the first game. I think what at least made that stand out so much in my mind. Um, was yeah, it was one of it, it. It's obviously not survival horror um, for the mere fact of um, ammo for the most part. You know, yeah. it's not it's not scarce. It's definitely an action-driven game, but I think it's balanced very well because yeah, you have all the ammo in the world, but you don't. It's just it's the supernatural. You yeah. know, it's not like zombies or something that you can really understand. Yeah. And you, you can't defeat the main protagonist in the game with your gun alone. It's just you know that's not the point of a game really. No, and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I don't know if this is a spoiler for a, God, a game that's that old, but I'm and I'm pretty sure it actually happens very early on in a, in a cutscene or something. But you see the main protag- or, uh, antagonist get shot, and he's still alive. You know, I mean, yeah. he's still. So I mean, it's like, how do you how do you fight that? How do you kill that? You know, yeah. your guns aren't going to yeah. do anything against it. So yeah, yeah, I do wonder why they uh, why that hasn't been tried more often. Uh, even though that game kind of beat on all the you know the 
uh, ring in that. What was the one uh, that they remade with Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, the Japanese? Was that The Grudge, Jen? The Grudge, yeah. yeah. The grudge. So sort of elements like that. The Fear really milked that stuff <laughs> quite a lot. Uh, and, and well, I think. But uh, yeah, I do wonder why they haven't done that more often. Like most of those action titles are very light on what you've described, Tony, that sort of indescribable horror. It's very much a case of see that dead thing over there, pump 100 bullets in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Move on to the next dead thing. Um, and uh, story-driven horror has, has kind of seen a, I, I, I hesitate to use the term renaissance because I really, I mean, with the exception of Alan Wake, which I know you like, Jen, and would you say that's, it. that's a pretty story-driven horror game? Uh, yeah. Yeah, w with the exception of Alan Wake, I, I haven't really encountered many games like that in the past. Walking Dead, uh, Telltale's Walking Dead coming along a few years ago is the first time in a long time I ever saw a horror game with that sort of a pace, you know, uh, that, that sort of pacing. Um, with the possible exception of Half-Life, which, again, is not a traditional horror game, but had a very sort of slow, drawn-out story, and it definitely scared the crap out of me <laughs> now and then. Um, is, is uh, I mean, it, Jen, would you show a, pre do you have a preference for the slower, sort of psychological-driven stuff, or the run-and-gun, blow-the-zombies-limbs-off type stuff, is, or, or is it really a bit of both? Uh, do you have time for both? I, I have some time for both. I definitely prefer slower, scary. If I'm going to play a horror game, I want to be scared. I want slow, tense, like, again, like isolation. Yeah. I want to sweat <laughs> when I'm playing this game. <laughs> if it's just run and gun, give me Call of Duty, give me Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. There's a million of those. Yeah. And I'm not a big fan of just straight shooters anyway. Yeah. So I don't have a whole lot of interest in just... Yeah. I do love Left 4 Dead. That's fun. Yeah. But... I'm very selective about that yeah. type. And Vernon, I guess for you, the question shouldn't be uh, slow-paced versus fast-paced, but horror or hide your eyes and run to the next room and not, not well, play them at all. <laughs> here's the thing. I've As I've gotten older, I've started to break my shell a little bit in terms of scary <laughs> movies. I haven't been able to break my shell in terms of scary games, although Walking Dead, I guess, is a start. Yeah. Um, so, like, I've de I definitely enjoy that game. I enjoy the show and stuff like that, so yeah. it's it's kind of safe for me. However, I've been deeply scarred by Resident Evil, um, so it's going to take a little while longer. Um, well, just I have play a respect. four, five, and six. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. For the run and gun vibe, yeah. the quick time events. Yeah, yeah then you'll see, oh, this yeah. isn't, yeah, this isn't scary. Yeah. Yeah. You want to clothesline yeah. a zombie in the neck, it's your game. <laughs> that's yep. that's kind of where like I kind of get get uh, my thrills in terms of scary games is the you know the dead space the latter day resident yeah. evil um like I, you know like i said i only played the second dead space but like after a while i started to feel like rambo like just just wrecking dudes left and right and then that <laughs> you get the the actually you know what's funny i thought that the most recent tomb raider was going to be sort of a survival horror Oh, like, okay. they gonna, like they were going to change it up a little bit and make it to where like, you know, you're trying to survive against the wilderness and she's stranded. But no, it was more like supernatural and stuff and bad guys left and right. And once you get enough of these guns and ammo, you just feel like Rambo and yeah. stuff like yeah. that. And same with uh, what is it? What is it? Uh, uh, Last of Us. Um, yeah, that was that was scary for a little bit. But again, once I, I, I scoured the game for resources and made all of my equipment and stuff like that and just made sure I was conservative and got to be a really good shot. And yeah, yeah. so like I'm starting I'm I'm really trying to bring those walls down. But Resident Evil ruined me for life. <laughs> <laughs> and Tony, I, I you know, you you've, you obviously uh, you seem to prefer the, the traditional horror games that uh, 
where you have to make your bullets count and you're not going to have a uh, uh, a, um, <laughs> a Vulcan cannon <laughs> strapped to the side of you uh, to, to, to mow down the zombies. And uh, I, I mean, obviously, that's why you like the Resident Evil remake so much, because that's bringing it back to those old ones you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but that's, you know, it, it's not it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not like there there has to be guns involved, you know, like I, and that's kind of a staple, sadly, for most of the horror games nowadays. But, uh, you know, I know we touched on it, but um, and again, probably something else we could spend a whole nother podcast on. But just the something that The Walking Dead, I thought, did so well was, yes, there's that one like scene, I guess, where you're shooting. Yeah. Um, and it, it, You know, whatever. But, you know, just something that. I think that game does is that for people who don't know, they're like, oh yeah, it's about zombies and that's what's scary. And it's like, no, it's the, it's the, the hue, it's what humanity has become at that point. That's so scary that you can see someone on the road and you think it's a little girl or, or, you know, it's a woman that seems distressed and you're trying to help her. And then you find out she's trying to, well, I don't want to ruin certain, certain <laughs> show spoilers or maybe game spoilers, but you know, it's just that it's, it's humanity in and of itself is what is the horror you know, yeah, yeah, that's what absolutely. I really enjoy. So it doesn't have yeah. to be necessarily if it's you're counting your bullets or you're just spraying and praying with yeah. the bullets again. It's just it's just how it's done and how it's how the horror is approached, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, the, la- the last genre that we've touched on a little bit because we've mentioned aliens, we've mentioned Dead Space. And I, I think aliens is kind of the granddaddy of, of this. But science fiction and horror meeting seems to work a lot too uh although i do as i said on the start i do find aliens tends to get ripped off entirely too much and obviously dead space owes a debt to aliens any game in space with monsters probably pretty <laughs> much owns a debt to uh, to aliens but uh i mean it Dino works Crisis three <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean even spa- even space hulk is basically just aliens with uh with space marines in it effectively so um yeah i i I mean, there's, I'm sure. Doom. Doom. I just thought of it. Doom. Yeah, Doom. Again, and, and granted, you're a, a, Ram, a Rambo, as Vernon says in that game. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. Who, uh, you know, during the first iterations couldn't even fire in three-dimensional space properly. But, uh, you know, oh. there's there's definitely horror elements there, even though it's kind of a more ramping horror thing than it is uh, necessarily. Although I have to admit, the first time I fought some of the bigger boss-type bosses in back in the day in Doom, I probably scared shitless uh, the first time. Um, yeah, I, I guess that the point of bringing up all those genres was just to basically illustrate that horror is one of those super genres that crosses pretty much every genre of gaming that you can imagine. I mean, there's probably I, I haven't touched puzzles game puzzle games, but there's probably a puzzle themed horror game out there somewhere. I just I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't have enough time to do res- the research to find it, but just about every uh, well, when you I don't I don't mean to like steer it a little bit, but mm. would you think that the Five Nights series is kind of like puzzles and stuff like Actually, that. You know what? You're 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 probably right. When you, you consider how simple the gameplay is, and it's just a mixture of those basic, you know, left, right, true, true. Like you know, there's only so many choices you can make in the, in right. the game, and it's managing. Uh, there's a bit of resource. Well, not so much resource management as it is timing and stuff like that. But yeah, there's an element of problem solving to it, and yet the horror thrown in just makes it so much more tense. Uh, if 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 it was a game where the you know the end game is not getting eaten by a, <laughs> a bunch of animatronic crazy monsters. It wouldn't be anywhere near as, uh, as tense as it is. So, yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's, it's really kind of unique. Like, I, I mean, yeah, science fiction obviously crosses a lot of those boundaries. Uh, and, and horror is probably the one that, that crosses the next most really. Um, maybe not, maybe not racing, but you know, everything. Yeah. Else. Yeah. I have to admit, I've never seen, 
I've never seen a horror <laughs> racing game. Although I've seen no. some horrible <laughs> fucking racing games. Absolutely terrible. Well, uh, I don't. Maybe you can consider Twisted Metal. I don't know some of those games. <laughs> Twisted Metal. It's really? Just, <laughs> no. Well, what was oh. it? Black, uh, Twisted Metal Black. Uh, it's the cutscenes <laughs> yeah. and the story behind it that makes it kind of horror driven. But yeah, the gameplay in and of itself, no. But yeah. yeah. But any, yeah, every other genre, yeah. I think it just about crosses into. I feel weird pointed, pointing that out, asking this next question. Are we seeing what's the current state of horror? Are we seeing a revival of interest? Uh, like for years, as I mentioned, you know, we were saying that you know survival horror doesn't sell horror. This horror that as many horror games as there were, you were seeing a lot of criticism from the uh, AAA makers of games. Uh, and the as Tony's pointed out, the steering and and you mentioned with the Call of Duty's running the steering away from the slower driven stuff to the more action type stuff um are we seeing a revival in the interest of real for lack of a better word horror games like you know jen did a a great and and i'll certainly let you expand on this jen jen did a great article about some upcoming horror games and i mean correct me if i'm wrong jen but not a single one of those would be hail of bullets uh dodging into cover type shooter type (laughs) games like no there it was about basically four upcoming Hmm horror games, and this doesn't touch on Silent Hills, which I'm also dying for, but mm. basically, it's kind of funny because all four of these are 80s slasher types. One is a fan-made Friday the 13th game that I'm not all that excited for for other reasons, but two really stand out to me, and one is called Until Dawn. The oh, yeah. Yeah. lead star is voiced by uh, Hayden Panettiere. Panettiere yeah. Yeah. Sure I could be saying that wrong. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and that one looks just like a classic 80s slasher movie, and I love that. And it has elements of quick time events, but it's multiple choice. It's not just yeah. button mashing. It's do you want to run outside or do you want to hide under the bed? And then seeing how that will evolve, I think, would be a lot of fun, a lot of replayability. And then, of course, there's Summer Camp, which I'm extremely excited for, <laughs> for three different reasons. Tom Savini, who did the makeup and special effects for Friday the 13th, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Creepshow. I mean, this guy wow. is amazing. He's like a god to horror fans. Harry Manfredini, who did the score for Friday the 13th, is working on this game. And the killer will be, the motion capture will be done by Kane Hodder, <laughs> who, of course, was Jason in four of the Friday the 13th games. Okay. So I am dying for this game. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there definitely is a revival that I am thrilled about. Yeah. I just see the fact that there's, and, and you, and I don't know whether you mentioned senior year or whatever that, that other one mm. was but like, that's a steam only. I'm not, yeah. I'm kind of iffy on that one. Point is though, and I don't we've, have steam, we've so. got three or four games that are all very similar mm-hmm. that are all coming out and may in their own ways be successful. Like th- there's an appetite mm-hmm. and there's an interest for making these games. And it just seems like a few short year, uh, years ago, there wasn't uh Tony, is there any other stuff? Silent Hills obviously seems to be the one that you're <laughs> really, uh, really interested in. But like, you know, would you agree that just with these titles coming out and the stump stuff that's come out recently, that it, you know, core is kind of back if it ever really went anywhere? Or yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I definitely think it's it's kind of getting a revival. Um, you know, maybe we, I don't don't want to spend too much time on it, but I, you know, I think part of the problem that uh, why you kind of see it maybe going away or lessening or you know the developers kind of shying away from it i think as you said earlier uh was well one uh you know you had the resident evil series going down that action path and they saw diminishing sales and they're like we don't understand why it's bullshit you know why um Mm -hmm. 
uh, I've heard I've heard that the um, the later Silent Hill games, uh, some of the the faithful that like the original games didn't like it for whatever reason. I'm not really sure, but it's just I think they're trying to see that it's not that survival horror is dead. It's or not I shouldn't say survival horror. I should just say horror is dead. It's just that the way it was being done and the way it was being treated was dying. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. so. Now there's being these games that are coming up, like Jen said that are reviving interest in it and showing that, yes, it still can be a viable uh, genre. And I maybe this is just me, like, thinking something completely crazy and it's not even really that relevant, but maybe it's just the new generation of gaming just really isn't... Um, they don't know about it so much, you know, because this is probably completely unrelated, but, you know, I know... Uh, I don't know who it was. I think there was some famous rapper that did something with Paul McCartney... And then all these kids on Twitter are like, oh, my, who's this who's new Paul artist, McCarty? Paul McCartney? And they're like, who's this new artist? They're like, he's jumping. Oh, right. Even, Kanye West and uh, Kanye. Yeah. And even and even with the uh, the Super Bowl that just happened and uh, Missy Elliott who's came on Missy stage. Elliott? And, yeah. And Missy Elliott jumped to the top of iTunes and she hasn't even put out any, you know, my point is, is that I think the newer generation of gaming just didn't know that there were some good horror games and how viable of a franchise it was, maybe because of some of the newer games that just kind of sucked. Yeah. And they just didn't know, and there wasn't that demand. But it's like now that you can see that there, are, they can see that there are these games that are worth playing and worth, you know, scaring you. That now that that interest has been generated again, because yeah. they know there's good viable games out there. But so yeah, de- in closing, yeah, I definitely think it's making yeah. a comeback. Yeah. Well, Vernon, uh, do you even want to see it make a comeback, or would you be happy for just want it to go away? And <laughs> now that I'm older, and, and yeah, your, I would mind. Your, so you're uh, okay. So I, I kind of thought maybe you'd be happy to see it disappear based on your. No, 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 not at all, not at all. Look, I I avoided it as a as a kid. I I wasn't like, oh, it should go away or it should never be <laughs> should never be made. But like, you know, I just it's just something that wasn't, you know. It just it wasn't on the top of my radar because I I had a bad experience with it. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, now that I'm older and you know I'm starting to like I actually you know my my fiance is a you know a horror fan so she kind of like introduced me to a lot of movies and stuff like that that I would not have seen by myself. Um, and just like you know her her excitement about it is kind of like is kind of like trickling down to me and I'm just like okay well you know I'll give it a chance. So like I said I, I got to break those uh, break those walls down but. It's a, it's it's a it's happening slowly but surely. So I, I would not mind um, if uh, if horror made a made a made a comeback. Well, we'll tell her the Dark Princess that she's proud of. We're <laughs> <Will laughs> getting a new fan to come along. Will too. For, for, for me, I uh, you know I've enjoyed more horror themed games recently than I, than I would have in years. Like Left 4 Dead, I never would have thought I'd like a game like that. Uh, love it. Um, uh, I've, I've played some weird ones recently, like Last Door and Lone Survivor, uh, Walking Dead, obviously, which is very popular. Uh, like even games like The Cat Lady, which were heavy on psychological horror. So yeah, I, I've I've had a lot of uh, great experiences with titles that I otherwise you know wouldn't have even looked twice at recently. So I'm I'm all for these games, even even Evolve, which I know is kind of more like a Predator type game than it is necessarily horror. I, I like when uh, I like seeing new ideas and and uh, New, new ways to experience uh you know the, the horror genre and uh yeah i'm happy to s- and you know even i don't know if you guys have seen this game darkest dungeon that that's uh, i think it's in an early access uh a game where your your rpg party goes into the dungeon and like is slowly driven insane by the experiences in the dungeons <laughs> like it's uh it's finding its way into games in sort of um you know it, it's finding its way as a mechanic into games that you know it might not previously have been in so yeah no i'm happy to see it have a uh 
renaissance uh, as well. And I, and I hope uh, I'd like to see some of those, uh, you know, franchises we talked about earlier have a return to form as well. It'd be, uh, it'd be nice. Mm. Um, well, thanks, guys. Uh, I I, uh, I was going to ask a lot of, about of upcoming horror games everyone was interested in, but we kind of beat that <laughs> to death. <laughs> we we got a long list of stuff that we're all uh, that we're all ho- hoping to see. And, uh, and you know, I, I remain, as I'm sure a lot of you do, interested to see where the Walking Dead uh, Telltale series goes and um like tony i i'd, I'd love still to haven't see... yeah still haven't even started season yeah. two yet I'd... I, I'd love i'd personally love to see fear uh another fear game uh, properly done <laughs> yes not the chinese fear online that has absolutely nothing, <laughs> nothing to, do to do with, with fear yeah <laughs> oh, I, i'd like to see it done again um yeah i i, I think we're uh we've got a reason to look forward to, to more entries in the genre well i'll get to my uh patented high score quiz which is always is tied to the topic at hand or games uh, multiple choice, and I will ask each guest. Uh, I will start with you, Jennifer. Um, a movie tie-in horror game for the Atari 2600 was developed and released in the 80s where, controversial for the time, a player controlled the killer trying to chase and kill the victims. It was a commercial failure, largely because <laughs> retailers refused to stock or sell it. <laughs> what movie series was the game based on? So your choice is Gen R A, Friday the 13th, B, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or C, Nightmare on Elm Street. You knew it was going to be those three, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> of um, course. What do you think? This is so tough because I know nothing of the, all three of them. <laughs> I'm going to go with B, Texas, Texas Chainsaw. Chainsaw Massacre. What do you reckon, Tony? Uh, a, Friday the 13th, B, Texas Chainsaw, or C, Nightmare on Elm Street? Which was the uh, game that uh, flopped because they were refu- they were scared to even sell it. I'm going to have to go with uh, D, E.T., the video game. <laughs> uh, no. It's all uh, horrible. Well, it was buried in the desert. <laughs> so, uh, what uh, was, uh, sorry, the choices again? A, A was... Friday the 13th. B, Friday the 13th, the 13th yeah. yeah. A, Friday the 13th. Okay. And how about you, Vernon? What do you reckon? Uh, I have no idea. Um, I'm going to guess and go with uh, Friday the 13th. All right. Well, uh, I will. You played uh, it. <laughs> no, no. I, in 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 all accuracy, no. I, I haven't actually played it. I can't. I can't uh, claim that that's the reason <laughs> that I know the answer. I, I just looked this up. The answer is in fact B. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, apparently, it was just you playing Leatherface, uh, walking around trying to avoid fences and obstacles and murder the uh, <laughs> the the victims. Uh, I just figured it was the most ruthless. So. Yeah. Apparently, the NES team that designed the Nightmare on Elm Street game wanted to do that, and because uh, of the lessons learned from uh, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they were deterred, and the game ended up being uh, quite a bit more pedestrian. Um, mm. Anyway, the mm. yeah, so it is, it is in fact B. Um, and lastly, my old school recommendation of the week, uh, which I kind of telegraphed to, to Jen <laughs> that I would do, a game called Splatterhouse by Namco. A lot of people don't even remember this game, uh, and granted, given how old it is, fair enough. Uh, it was an arcade and TurboGrafx-16, you heard me right, game, uh, also ended up on the PC. It was actually later ported to the Virtual Console as well. Uh, basically, <laughs> basically, it was a game where a Jason-like character is resurrected by the power of a cursed mask and has to fight his way out of a haunted house to save his girlfriend. That's really about it. Uh, the, the subsequent games changed a little bit in terms of their presentation. Um, 
it was uh, a gory, pretty over-the-top side-scrolling action title game, uh, as you would expect, really no 3D elements. Um, the various ports, and there were many for this game, were kind of infamous for altering or toning down the violence. Every version had either green blood or red blood or no blood. Weapons would change. Uh, <laughs> it, it was uh, it was a game that was that was almost it was like it was designed to make people like oh my goodness, uh, and it it pretty much had that uh, <laughs> effect. Um, I didn't know this, but Namco actually remade Splatterhouse uh, in. 2010? A couple years ago, yeah. Yeah, and I have no idea what it was. I assume it was probably first person or freaking cover shooter for, for all I know. Interesting thing though, uh, there were unlockable versions uh, as achievements of all three original Splatterhouse arcade games, 1, 2, and 3. So for fans of the game, that might be one reason to buy it. I heard it was terrible, but uh, yeah. Uh, those ports probably, short of the virtual console, don't exist anywhere else. So yeah, uh, if you want a horror platformer scroller uh you can't get one that's much more um of a tribute sort of game than that i mean mm. they literally had to change the mask so that they wouldn't get sued that's how jason like it was um uh, just as i met we mentioned before uh jennifer recently had an article uh in the attic uh called the attic series uh about some upcoming horror games so yeah check that out for a little more detail on those uh those games that she those slasher games i guess uh, mm -hmm. that she mentioned earlier check it out a lot of good links and pictures um, yeah, as I said at the onset, uh, you can find our content at www.enthusiax.com. Follow us on our Twitter feed at Enthusiax or uh, follow our video content uh, at an, uh, just Enthusiax where uh, Axelon has uh, started a couple new playthroughs uh, <laughs> recently. Um, we've got a thriving forum that you can reach by the links on the site. So come and join the discussion there. Uh, our email address uh, for this podcast for our mailbag is pointstreak at Enthusiax.com. If you have any questions or feedback or suggestions, uh, thanks again to my guests uh, for this week, uh, Jennifer, Tony, and Vernon. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you.